Welcome to the Daily Stoic Podcast. On Friday, we do double duty, not just reading our daily meditation, but also reading a passage from the Daily Stoic, my book, 366 Meditations on Wisdom, Perseverance in the Art of Living, which I wrote with my wonderful collaborator, translator, and literary agent, Stephen Hanselman. So today, we'll give you a quick meditation from the Stoics with some analysis from me, and then we'll send you out into the world to turn these words in to works. Are you too much of a coward? It's good that you're tough. It's good that you're a fighter, maybe even trained in wrestling as so many of the Stoics were. It's good that you're a risk taker, that you've put yourself out there, pushed through fear and doubt to do what others are afraid to do. But it's important that you don't forget that there is much more to the virtue of courage than just this. There's a great song that talks about being too much of a coward to admit when you are in need. Marcus Aurelius makes a similar note to himself in meditations, reminding himself that even the bravest, toughest soldiers sometimes have to reach a hand up and ask a comrade for help. What of it? He basically says that's part of the job too. Stoicism is not just invulnerability if such a thing exists. Stoicism is having the self-awareness to know when you are struggling. It's having the courage to admit when you could use a hand. It's having the wisdom not to pretend that you know the answer. You can't learn what you think you already know, Epictetus says. It takes daring and toughness to go to therapy, perhaps more than just white-knuckling it does. It's a brave thing to share your struggles with a friend or hire a coach or an expert to help you get better at something. It takes a confident person to ask a question or admit, I don't know. Don't be like the cowards who are too fragile or fearful to do this. Be truly courageous. That's obviously the idea behind Courage is Calling, my, uh, my book on the first of the Stoic virtues, which, you know, is, spends a good time talking about. Courage is not just running into a burning building or, you know, betting it all on some crazy idea. It's also asking for help. It's being vulnerable. It's sharing, opening up, all that stuff. So if you haven't read Courage is Calling yet, I think you'll like it. Dell Tech Fest starts now. To thank you for 40 unforgettable years, Dell Technologies is celebrating with anniversary savings on their most popular tech. For a limited time, only save on select next-gen PCs like the XPS 13, where you can make the everyday easier with Windows 11. Plus, curate your dream setup with great deals on select monitors, mice, and must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at dell.com deals, you'll have access to leading-edge technology and free shipping on everything. That's dell.com slash deals. Where philosophy begins. This is the March 1st entry in the Daily Stoic. Today's quote, it's from Epictetus's Discourses. This ends our streak of like five weeks of Marcus Aurelius entries in a row. I swear the book actually is a mix of quotes. <laughs> Just a uh, coincidence, I guess. But this is from Epictetus's Discourses 126. An important place to begin in philosophy is this, a clear perception of one's own ruling principle. Philosophy is intimidating. Where does one start? With books, with lectures, with the sale of your worldly possessions? None of these things. Epictetus is saying that one becomes a philosopher when they begin to exercise their guiding reason 
and start to question the emotions and beliefs and even the language that others take for granted. It is thought that an animal has self-awareness when it is able to fully recognize itself in a mirror. Perhaps we could say that we begin our own journey into philosophy when we become aware of the ability to analyze our own minds. Can you start with that step today? When you do, you'll find that from it we really come alive, that we live lives, to paraphrase Socrates, that are actually worth living. You know, it's funny, as I was reading this, I was thinking the other thing from Socrates. Socrates takes one of, Socrates has two famous encounters with the Oracle at Delphi. The first one says, uh, you know, uh, is there any man wiser than Socrates? And the Delphi says, no. I was actually just reading Emily Wilson's fascinating little biography of Socrates. And she says, you know, one way to think about this is that actually the the, the Delphi was saying, uh, there's no one wiser than Socrates not that Socrates is wiser, that the Delphi was saying basically, or that the Oracle was basically saying everyone is dumb and not very wise, but that's neither here nor there. The thing that Socrates takes from the Oracle, that he basically founds his philosophical thinking and practice around, which the Stoics love and admire and talk about so much and ultimately sort of trace their lineage back to, Socrates takes his cue from a famous inscription at the Oracle, that the one that says, know thyself, right? And I think that's what Epictetus is saying here. When when we have the ability, that the philosophy starts at home. It starts by knowing the self, by asking the self questions, by getting in touch with this power we have, which is our rational mind, and also understanding, I think, that we are not always inherently rational. Right? And so, of course, philosophy is also big theoretical questions and it requires enormous brain power and study. But it also, I think, starts somewhere much simpler, much more accessible. What, what we're doing here in this podcast, what we do in the books, what we do by just thinking about this stuff and asking ourselves questions, questioning what we think, questioning other people, right? That's what Socrates did. He went around and he asked questions. Then he asked questions about those answers and he kept going and going and going. He didn't necessarily get to an answer exactly, but he did somehow get to some clarity in that. And, and even, you know, to go back to the thing about is anyone wiser than Socrates, right? Socrates gets this sort of enigmatic answer and he just goes and he asks, and and he he has to think about himself too. He goes, I don't feel wise, I don't think that I'm smarter than other people. So why why would I be considered potentially the wisest man in Athens? And that's where he slowly, eventually comes to this realization that maybe his the wisdom, maybe his superpower is that he knows what he doesn't know, or he knows that he knows little. And from this place of intellectual humility, but fundamentally from this place of self-awareness, the ability to examine himself, to put himself up to the test, to know himself, that's where his wisdom began. That's what it was all about. And to me, that's you know such a great entry point into Stoic philosophy and a great entry point into the month of March. 
Hopefully the weather is warming up where you are. Hopefully things are getting better. Uh, hopefully you're coming out of maybe that winter funk a little bit. I, I'll give you one, like knowing that I tend to get a little depressed in the winter and then I get grouchy and that the longer it goes on, like as, just, just when I feel like I can't keep doing this, I got to make major changes in my life. You know, the, the seasons start to shift and suddenly I feel better. I got more energy. Like the, there's light at the end of this and all of that is going, oh, okay. And then it's only somewhat recently after being alive for three plus decades that I have the awareness to go, oh, that's a force that's operating on me here. That's changing and influencing and directing, you know, my opinions, my emotions, my actions, my aversions and desires. And uh, hopefully I'll be a little better at that this year. Talk to y'all soon. Thanks so much for listening. If you could rate this podcast and leave a review on iTunes, that would mean so much to us and it would really help the show. We appreciate it and I'll see you next episode. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to The Daily Stoic early and ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen early and ad-free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. In the 1980s, Frank Farian was riding high as a successful German music producer, but he was bored. German pop was formulaic, dull, and oh so white. Frank had bigger dreams, American dreams. He wanted to create the kind of music that would rival larger-than-life artists like Michael Jackson or Run DMC. So he assembled a hip-hop duo, two once-in-a-lifetime talents who were charismatic, full of sex appeal, and phenomenal dancers. The only problem? One very important element was missing, but Frank knew just how to fix that. Wondery's new podcast, Blame It on the Fame, dives into one of pop music's biggest controversies. Millie Vanilli set the world on fire, but when their adoring fans learned about the infamous lip syncing, their downfall was swift and brutal. With exclusive interviews from frontman Fab Morvan and his producers Frank Varian and Ingrid Segui, this podcast takes a fresh look at the exploitation of two young Black artists. Follow Blame It on the Fame wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to Blame It on the Fame early and ad-free by joining Wondery Plus.